Hello, listeners. So, some of you might have known, last week I did a challenge to myself. I went back to my old phone for a week. Dropped my iPhone 10. Well, I didn't drop it, but, you know, I, I dropped it in terms of, like, you know, I put it away, I put it in its box, I didn't touch it. I went back to my old iPhone 5C. And so, yeah, um, this episode I will be discussing my results, my opinion on what it what it was like to go back to an old phone so yeah stick around for that um i was hoping to have this out earlier so um but uh what can you do i guess but uh yeah i hope you enjoy and uh yeah thanks for listening I went a week without the iPhone 10. I went back, you know, half a decade to the iPhone 5C. Um, and yeah, what did I think of this? Well, first impressions were, first of all, it was running iOS 10. The 5C, the highest it can go is 10.3.3. iOS 11, er, you know, the iPhone 10, of course, came out with iOS 11.1 and is currently at 11.3.1. So that right there, there was this jump in um, software, like going back an entire generation of software. Um, and for the most part, man, do I miss the improvements that they've made with iOS 11. Um, some of the things are like editing your photos. When you take a screenshot, I loved the ability of when I could take a screenshot, I could actually view it, crop it, edit it, and save it when I uh, do that on my 10. Don't have the luxury on the on the um, five. It just goes right to photos. And if I want to edit it, I want to go to. I need to go to photos. Um, you know, there's other other things like um, you know uh, uh, the control center for one has been largely improved on iOS 11. Um, you know, not that the control center on on uh, the 5C or on iOS 10 was bad, but it's it wasn't as convenient. Like for example, it only has a certain list of controls. Like um, it has two pages. The first page being all your controls. You can control AirPlay. You can control your AirDrop controls. You know, airplane mode, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, Do Not Disturb, or Portrait Orientation Lock. Um, and of course, flashlight, um, timer, and calculator and then one other thing which is uh, the camera of course you know and then on the second page play play pause rewind fast forward for um for you know like your audio and you know there i am i'm like it's kind of funny because on iOS 11, they have all this stuff and then it's only on one page. It's only on one, you know, one drop-down page for, well, for the iPhone 10 uses drop-down. For iPhone 8 and 7 and all that on iOS 11, it's swipe up like before. That was actually something that surprised me. I didn't actually do that. I think I did that like once. One of the things that going back to the iPhone 5C, I was worried I was going to do all the time was swipe up to go home. Um, and I didn't do that, honestly. As soon as the the phone got back in my hand, I guess maybe it was muscle memory, but I just learned to click the home button. Um, so that right there was something interesting for, for me that was 
I, I was shocked at it, 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 it's shocking me I like the Apple knows how to do their controls because when I pick up that the iPhone 5c again I went it was natural it felt natural um, it's felt archaic but it felt natural um, the iPhone 10 when I picked it up for the first time I thought oh my gosh this is gonna be so hard to get used to I'm gonna be pressing you know the bottom of the screen like I would a home button for forever and I pick up the phone and I, I have not once clicked the bottom of the screen like I would like as if I was going for the home button not once uh, it was funny it, like just immediately it was natural to me I know some some other people it's not quite so natural, but I mean, I remember the day I got my iPhone 10 and at the Apple Store, I started playing with the controls, and I immediately I got it. I got the hang of it. I've not once tapped to the bottom of the screen. It's it's a really they know how to make their their gestures feel natural, um, whether it be with a home button or without one. Um, another thing though too that really bugged me um, was the screen. Uh, one of the things I didn't realize I was taking for granted, and this was kind of the part of the experiment there. Um, was the color tone uh, the iPhone 10 and my iPad Pro have both have true tone display so uh, it, this is probably the reason why I've just gotten used to it and why it was so jarring going back to a phone that didn't have true tone um, because both of my devices that I use almost all the time have it now so it's not like it's 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 never off for me anymore um, and my iPhone 5c like what True Tone does, for those of you who don't know, um, if you have an iPad Pro, I think it's, it might be the first gen, it might be something that's on the first gen, I don't remember, but I know it's at least on the second gen iPad Pro, and if you have an iPhone um, 8, 8 Plus, or 10, um, what this does is, is it changes the color tone, um, the white balance, essentially. So, you know, if you go into a room that's a bit more yellow, it kind of yellows the lighting if you go into a room that's more bright maybe more blue cooler it cools the lighting and you know you may think that oh this is jarring or whatever and some people don't like it some people do turn it off um but for me i personally well, the first thing it does is it naturally warms the display up a bit it makes the color tone a bit more accurate um one of the things that i mean just this week it was revealed that both the ipad pro and iphone 10 for their displays won the 2017 display of the year so yeah um because they're just that good true tone is just that good at replicating natural colors and of course it all it a good way to think of it is like if you've ever held a book and go from one room to the other you know how the paper kind of the white balance on the paper changes that's what true tone replicates um and so I didn't realize I was going like how much I I took that for granted until I went back to my iPhone 5C and first of all this display is tiny um, on this thing like oh, look at that <laughs> now compared that to uh, my iPhone 10 here and just look at how much more display that has like seriously <laughs> um, and that's another thing I noticed was after this week. I, I noticed I could not go back. I know I've said before, I'm excited for an iPhone SE 2 because I like that smaller form factor. It's the phone I had before. No, I could not go back. I, the first thing I noticed was when I was texting people, I made so many typos. It was frustrating as heck. That was another thing I noticed was typos, just typos everywhere. Um, that smaller screen, that cramped keyboard is not good for really anything, honestly. I think the six and the 10 size, uh, you know, the six, seven, and eight, are perfect size iPhones. I, I still am not too used to the, maybe if I played with a 7 Plus or 8 Plus, I'd get you more used to it, but I still think those are just too big. Like seriously, I, I hold my hand like wide open. Like I just, 
hold my hand out like you would to hold a book or something and you're just uh, you're gripping yeah it's it's not that good for me um i it, my hands are too small say what you will <laughs> so but besides that what else did i notice like first of all because of going back to the true tone thing colors felt washed out on this thing like it felt very off it felt weird looking at the display all week like i never got used to it i kind of did but it still like felt like i wasn't looking at the clearest picture like my brain was just kind of like yeah this isn't this is what it should look like you know like when you're listening or watching a movie that's kind of cropped you know what's going on uh have you ever done that where you're watching a video where it's cropped so you know what's going on in the background so you kind of oh i know this is what's going on um that's kind of what that is for was for me like i was viewing everything and i was adjusting to it but my brain was kind of like the reason why i was adjusting to it was my was because my brain was kind of like going oh this is what it should look like kind of thing like it shouldn't look so blue essentially like that and for me too like for some people they wouldn't notice especially if they went if they turned true tone off this would not be something if you went from an iphone 7 to an iphone 5 it wouldn't be something you notice this is something that only with this latest generation of iphones they have um on the display Another thing, too, that just I found absolutely annoying was I didn't realize that uh, another thing I was taking for granted was raised to wake. On the iPhone, I think 6S and up, if you pick the phone up and, like, in an upward motion, like, you, you pick it up off a table, it turns on. It detects that motion and turns the display on. Um, and with the iPhone 10, it's just it, you pick the phone up and you look at it and it locks it. I swipe up one motion i just do one i swipe up and i'm in the phone with my iphone 5c i literally have to do three things every single time to get into the phone i would have to click either the power or home button just to turn the screen on and then i would have to click it again to generate the pin because it's 5c doesn't have a, a touch id um and then i would have to put in my passcode three things to get to the phone i did not realize how much uh, just how much i was taking that for granted until i started having to do it daily like every single time i wanted to use my phone i would pick like seriously there were several times i was picking my phone up looking at it and ben like what come on what oh and i'd click the home button and it would go you know it would turn it would turn the lock screen on um so that's something that of course this was something if i j even just had a success or um you know or up and went back to that it would be something i wouldn't have noticed as much so um i don't this is something that uh, it didn't it, it didn't like bug me as much as I thought it would. I like uh, there were some things that I quickly got used to, like like pressing the home button to go home. That part didn't annoy me. It's just the whole okay, seriously, three steps to get into my phone. Jeez, uh, I was missing like touch ID. Even my slow my slow touch ID on my iPhone six that you know takes me like three scans to get in because at least all I have to do then is click the home button and on times when it works it goes in. It's slower, but it goes in. It's only one motion versus two. Um, now, um, though, I did get used to, for the most part, outside of texting, I got used to the smaller form factor. And again, I did kind of like it, like being able to grip the entire phone in my hand comfortably um, is is nice. Which is, but it's not like the iPhone 10 uh, is uncomfortable, which is why I think it's the perfect form factor. Um, it has a large screen, but it doesn't it doesn't feel uncomfortable in the hand um, like the Plus models do. And so I, I think the iPhone 10 is is probably the perfect 
phone um, size for me. Um, now, too, there's also um, one of the things I noticed as well. Uh, shoot, I had another thing that I was going to talk about, and I can't remember what it was. Oh, storage. Oh, yes. this I was going back from a 256 gig iPhone to an 8 gig iPhone. So needless to say, yeah, about three or four days in, I got uh, an alert that said I was out of storage on my phone. So, and this literally, I downloaded like only a couple apps. I downloaded downloaded the two apps I needed for work, uh, my schedule app and GroupMe, which is our discussion app. Um, I downloaded the Bible app, of course, so I could kind of keep up with my daily devotionals. Um, I downloaded a third app for work that we use for, um, um, it's called the Hum Demo app, and it's uh, an app that you can get if you're a Verizon employee that, you know, um, you can kind of demo how the Hum app works when you're talking about Hum. Um, Quick sales pitch here. What Hum is, is it's this device that you can put in your vehicle, and it gives you vehicle diagnostic and safety info. So one of the things it does is if you're in an accident, it calls 911 for you and an emergency contact. And it also alerts you on your phone, on the app on the phone. It alerts you to, you know, every kind of diagnostic info. Like, uh, you know, if something's going wrong with the axle on your on your car, it'll let you know. If you're leaking or low on certain fluids, it'll let you know. <laughs> um Please buy some uh, from from me. Come, actually, no, don't do that. Don't come find me. But you know, uh, <laughs> buy some for me, and I'll you know I'll send them to you. Or some of that. Never mind. Um, yeah, you could also come and buy phones for me, buy tablets for me. I, I mean, I work at a Verizon store. What Verizon store? That I'm not giving away because I don't want you to know where I live. <laughs> um. Uh, and of course, also Anchor and Stardust. Oh, and Bigby. I tried to get Bigby. I could delete that. I tried to get Bigby to work on the phone for whatever reason. It couldn't connect to my uh, to my ID that I have for Bigby, so I just gave up. Um, so, but yeah, just those apps. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. Just seven apps downloaded, and I was already getting an alert that I was out of storage. Um. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> That was um, that was frustrating. Um, I expected it though because that's literally what happened when I owned the phone, you know, prior to getting my 10, and it's why I jumped so so much from you know even though 64 gigs probably would have been enough for me, I did go to 256 because I don't want that that fear of oh will I ever run out of storage. And to be fair, I have the I have 64 gigs on my iPad Pro, and I'm kind of wishing I would have waited an extra week or two to save up a couple hundred extra dollars so I could get the larger one of the larger storage models because I have the 64 gig iPad Pro. And while for the majority of the time it's fine, there are times where I'll 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 see oh I only have 10. 10 gigs of storage left when I'm checking it, and so I'm like, all right, time to clear this thing off, and I and I move move all my photos and video off um well video mainly because it's my uh i have google photos for my photos backup for but for my videos those seem to take longer to back up to google photos and there and sometimes i've noticed that sometimes it doesn't actually back up when it says it does and so i just back it up to this little uh thumb drive here this is something i didn't mention um uh, on my what i use for my iphone 10 six months later discussion it's a who to h-o-o-t-o-o and it what it has is it has a lightning it has a lightning uh, connector, so you can plug it in, and you download an app, um, and you get, you can, I don't remember what the app is, um, 
iPlugMate is the app. And you download the iPlugMate app, you plug that in, it, it asks if you want to if you want to allow the plug to work, and uh, you say yes. So, um, and then of course, once you download everything, you can move or copy, whatever, you can transfer things off of your iPad onto this device, or vice versa, back onto your device from this thing. Um, and then it has a, U a uh, normal USB-A port, so you can plug it into another device to um, move it off of the thumb drive to keep it packed up. Right now, my computer is also out of storage, so I uh, can't back it up to my computer. <laughs> I can't move anything off of my computer because my computer has a 500 gigabyte storage thing, and uh, um, it's all used up. This is why kids, you don't do digital downloads and just buy the Blu-ray. What? That's what they don't tell you. You will cripple your computer. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was something that I expected was still annoying. Um, thankfully though, I was able to still listen to my music. My AirPods worked because the AirPods work with iOS 10 and up. Um, I, and I was able to listen to music smoothly. Um, no problems there. Like, so for music, it was fine. Um, I could definitely use this thing as a music player. In fact, this is one thing I do miss about iOS 10. The full screen lock mode, uh, or full, full, full screen album are on the lock screen. So when you're listening to uh, a, a music album on iOS 10 and you lock the device, when you click the home button or whatever and the, home, and the, home, the lock screen turns on, the entire display is the home, the, is the album art. On iOS 11, it's this cramped little tab at the top of the screen just underneath the clock. And it looks terrible because your album art is this little tiny little dot on the on that control tab. And I would excuse this. Like, I honestly, I could deal with it if they actually said, all right, we're going to shrink the album art, make it really small, put it someplace else, and then make this tab so that way you can have all your controls. You want to play, pause, record, or play, pause, forward, or rewind, you can do that. You can already do that on iOS 10, but, you know, uh, scroll back and forth, control the tab to where it's at on um, the progress. So if you're a minute in, you just want to skip the five minutes in and quickly swipe, you can do that. Um, the thing is, is those are already there on iOS 10. They literally added nothing to the iOS 11 control frame. I don't get the point of why they changed it. And it is seriously so frustrating because it is not as aesthetically pleasing at all. Like, seriously, it is way uglier. It's one thing that everyone who uses iOS 10 and uses iOS 11 agrees. iOS 10 does this better. Um, because, again, I could excuse it if they actually added, like, shuffle and repeat buttons. I have wanted this since I had an iPod Touch back at the age of, like, 12 I wanted the ability of when I'm listening to music to just go to the lock screen and say, hey, I want to shuffle this album or, hey, I want to repeat the song. I like this song. Um, so repeat this album or repeat it, you know, repeat the album or repeat the song. I wanted that option. I don't know why, especially now that they have this, you know, entire control tab for the lock screen, why this isn't an option. Two, also. Um, the ability to like songs or dislike songs if say you're listening to iTunes radio from the lock screen would be incredibly nice maybe even add to like you know all the controls that they have for the most part of what you do with your uh, what you do with your songs like repeat shuffle like dislike add to library why can't those be um, on the lock screen now 
I would excuse the design change if those were there, but I would argue you could easily have the iOS 10 design where the album art takes up the entire lock screen, looks beautiful, and still have those controls too. They're just shrink some things down a slight amount, not a, a, a huge amount, but just shrink some of your buttons down a bit and you could add like, you know, little buttons for these. Like seriously, just four buttons maybe five um extra buttons that are just little like little icons would be fine on the ios 10 design and of course on the on the ios 11 design of course they can fit i don't know why they haven't added these um but that's something that frustrated me that has always frustrated me since ios 11 um and it was the one thing that going back to an ios 10 device was actually oh i missed this um so that that was another thing that frustrated me um and about actually that frustrates me going using an iOS 11 device that I actually liked going back to my iOS 10. Now, what did I also dislike? Uh, another thing was because of, like I said, lack aforementioned lack of storage, um, I had to use the web. I had to use Safari for the majority of my um, browsing. Like, so I like to spend a lot of time on Reddit. Um, you can actually find me, Geek Source Official, on Reddit. I uh, spend my time mainly on geek stuff, um, but also if you're into, uh, if you're a reformed Christian like me, you'll find me there too. But mainly on on some stuff like um, Apple stuff is where I spend most of my time, and then on sometimes I spend my my I'll make comments on the reformed uh, subreddit. But nonetheless, um. You know, so I mainly browse those, and so um, the app I use for browsing Reddit is Apollo on um, the iPhone. It's a great app. Um, now, uh, of course, I had to go back, and I had to use the Safari for Reddit, and oh my gosh, it's annoying. Um, another thing, too, I had to use was uh, YouTube. YouTube I had to use in browser because I didn't have enough storage to add the YouTube app. Um, and YouTube, uh, in the browser was incredibly annoying. Like, holy crap. Because first of all, one of the things I like about the, uh, the app on, uh, uh, one of the things I like about the app is dark mode, for one. Um, and of course, aforementioned high resolution, you get HDR on the iPhone 10. Um, you know, you get... One of the things that's nice is that it automatically will go to, um, if I'm watching a movie and I tilt the screen over, it will automatically go to full screen mode. Um, it's not perfect. The app is not perfect, but um, that's something there that I, I, I like. Um, and two, the, the interface is a lot better. Like, yeah, it's just a lot better on the app. Um, and that's saying something because some people really don't like the interface. Um, being able to go to YouTube and, and have a tap for all your subscriptions, for trending, for your alerts, for um, all this, for your homepage of both non-subscribed videos and videos that, uh, from channels that you are subscribed to is really nice. Uh, I can't, you can't really do this on YouTube. I mean, you can, but it's really cramped, especially on the smaller display, and it just doesn't look as nice. The interface is not nearly as good. Um, and two, also, background play on um on the iphone 5c because i have youtube red i can still use background play but i had to but if i would leave safari i'd always have to swipe up control center plus play um annoying um and yeah there was just a lot of things that were 
That, that's kind of the main things, my main gripes about going back that I realized, oh man, I take this for granted. Um, you know, so another thing too is processing power. Uh, I didn't realize that I was taking it. I knew that my my I did come from a slower phone, my iPhone 6 to my iPhone 10. My iPhone 6 that I have was a used one when I bought it off of a coworker, and so I understood that uh, you know the condition of it is probably not as great um, as it could be. And um, the, it was obviously used. It runs slower. Granted, iOS 11 crippled just about every iOS 6 and 6s device um, up until iOS 11.3. I will say this: iOS 11.3 did restore um, did restore my device. Um, my, my iPhone 6 still works fairly smoothly now on I, iOS 11.3. It does have its moments where it's slower, but it's still a lot smoother than it was with the first gen I, uh, of iOS 11. Now, two the iOS. Um, uh, the iPhone 5C though, like seriously, there were some times when in it, what's frustrating me is it would be smooth as butter sometimes. And then, and then it would completely lock up on every single thing I tried other times. I don't know what caused it. Um, and it would just at random times start like being really slow, hesitating to launch an app, hesitating to launch the keyboard if I'm in text message, that sort of thing. Um, the most funny thing was, was Anchor, um, would, the processing power is so weak that Anchor literally would reload mid-app. I would press a tab button, and literally I'd watch as the screen would go black, and then it would come back up. It wouldn't, the app didn't crash, it just went black because it needed, it needed the processing power, it needed to shut down the app for a moment so it could process the next thing. Maybe that's what it was doing, that's my guess, because I know sometimes apps will do that. If um, they're using up too much processing power, they will kind of, um, you know, they'll stop and then go, and so that's kind of what I'm thinking happened. I don't know why the screen would go black, but that that's what it was doing. Um, and I would read about this of apps that require a lot of processing power will just crash um, at times. So my guess is it was something along those lines of like the app was shutting down for a second and then reloading. Um, so that's my guess. I don't know what was happening. All I know is that it was annoying when I was using Anchor this week. Holy crap. Um, I never got a chance to use Stardust, really. There was no, no nothing really came out that interested me to use Stardust. So I didn't really get a chance to experience that. Um... And then, yeah, there's that's kind of like overall it. Like everything I, that annoyed me that I took advantage that I took for granted. Uh, yeah, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, because yeah, honestly, the the question was was could I go back to my iPhone 5C? Not if I, cho- I couldn't choose to. Um, that's for sure. But it, it's still I will say this, despite all my problems that I had, a lot of these are nitpicks. Like, it wasn't killing me that I had to use YouTube in Safari. Um, I could still at least enjoy the content that I normally enjoyed throughout, you know, with my iPhone 10. I did miss dark mode. I really missed the dark mode um, for that, but nonetheless. Um, and a lot of these things are conveniences. Sure, maybe apps didn't load as quick as, I, as I'd like. Maybe the display looked a little washed out because I'm so used to True Tone on the iPhone 10. Um, but overall, I mean... In a pinch, if I needed a backup phone, the iPhone 5C would work. It wouldn't be pretty, and I'd be definitely wanting, if for whatever reason something happened to my old, my my current phone, and I, I would want it fixed as soon as possible. Um, but I could do it. Although to be fair, honestly, part of me has thought about investing a little bit into actually um, 
trading in my current two phones for an iPhone 8 in red. Um, since I could trade and I think I could get like around $150, $200. I could get, I think, around $45 for, um, 45 for my iPhone 5C. If I sold them on eBay, I could probably get a bit more. So that's about half right there of an iPhone 8. And maybe, and then of course, get an iPhone 8 just for backup. You know, not put it on my plan or anything. Just get it for backup in case something were to ever happen to my 10. I'd still be spending less money than I would on insurance plans. Um, but I, and I'd also have a totally brand new device, um, too, to use whenever I felt like it, and in a pretty color if I wanted the iPhone 8 in red. Um, and I've thought about that. Uh, and of course, I would also get more use out time out of it. Like, for example, my iPhone 5C is already on iOS 10, and so it's not running the latest software. So there, there are security patches that were fixed with iOS 11 that uh, were vulnerable on the iOS 10 devices now because they can't run the latest software updates. Um, iPhone 6 can run iOS 11 uh, a little bit slowly, but it can run it. Um, it's not perfect, um, but it can run it. Um, and so, you know, that those would be something I would want, you know, that I have thought about. Of if, you know, if I were to trade in my, my devices, I'd get about half of what I would need for an iPhone 8, for example, and I would have a lot longer use time out of it. I would have a phone that if I something were to happen, I wouldn't have to worry about, okay, are these apps going to run or not run? Because I'd have a, you know, I'd have a phone that is still running the latest software like the current phone I have. But, oh, and one other thing I realized, I, it wasn't, it isn't something I use too much, but it is something that I, I realized too that I was taking for granted. 3D Touch, 3D Touch is awesome. Granted, this was something I, I knew going in I wouldn't have because my iPad Pro doesn't have it. But on my iPhone, 3D Touch I use to like launch apps. Like if you if you hard press on an app, it'll give you a drop down menu of things you can do. Like on photos, for example, um, I can view different uh, albums if I wanted, or you know different photo albums if I have them. Um, on music, I can go and I can launch um, different playlists. Um, uh, Safari, I think I can open certain tabs maybe, or I don't remember. All, uh, text messaging, like messages, if I 3D touch that, I can go to my favorite people that I text and I can te uh, select them. Um, but probably the most useful feature that 3D touch has is the keyboard. Um, the keyboard, uh, you can, if you if you have a 6S or up, you hard press on the keyboard and it works as like a trackpad. It's way easier to do this. So if you make a spelling error and you don't realize it after, like immediately, you don't realize it until after you've written other things out, you can just hard press the keyboard, swipe over, slide over to that spelling error, and then correct it. It's really nice. Um, but otherwise, yeah, that's my impressions. I could go back to my iPhone 5C in a pinch if need be. Would I want to? No. It has definitely made me um, appreciate my iPhone 10, picking that up and then being able to go back to my 10 and like, for example, just pick it up and then whoop, swipe up, I'm in. Uh, you know, one motion versus three is amazing to get into the phone. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of it. Um, I could use the iPhone 5C in a pinch if need be. But I definitely prefer my iPhone 10, and I definitely appreciate it more after uh, this week. And that was kind of the goal, to try to learn how to appreciate the device I have. You do, after you get used to something, you take for granted how awesome it is. And so that was my goal is achieved. I've now I've been using my iPhone 10, and every time I swipe up to unlock my phone and I don't have to do anything, I just watch as it unlocks my phone. I'm like, oh, thank you. I'm so happy. And it 
yes, it makes me happy um, to, to see that. To not have to click the button to turn the screen. I click the button to generate the pin, and I put it in the pin, and then finally I'm in. I can just swipe up, and I'm in my phone. It's amazing. I love it. Um, but, yeah, um, I am now going on over 30 minutes now, so I will wrap this up. Um, and, yeah, I also got to get to work today. So, uh, yeah, that's my impressions of my iPhone 5C compared to my iPhone 10. Um, that the experiment was successful, I think. I appreciate my iPhone 10 a lot more. Um, granted, not as not like, oh my gosh, this thing is amazing. But like, I I, I don't take for granted as much like the display, like 3D touch, like being able to get in my phone. Um, but you know, there there you know, I always knew how awesome I had it because I did come from an older device like the 5C and the 6. Um, which were literally only a generation apart because the 5C was released the same time as the 5S, so the 6 was the year after the 5C. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my thoughts of everything. Like, yeah, I could do it in a pinch, but I wouldn't want to, and it helps me appreciate my iPhone 10. Um, so thank you for listening to me ramble. I hope you enjoyed it. Maybe this will inspire you to, if you have an older phone, go back to it for a bit. Um, and take the same experiment um but yeah uh that says ben sir cal with geek source entertainment bonus episode for this week so i don't just you know don't know what i'm gonna call this but uh yeah i hope you enjoyed your time and uh thank you for watching uh for those of you on youtube thank you um and yeah i will see you in well today's thursday right so yeah i'll i i will see you tomorrow on film fridays